5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we're back and it's a Monday, so hopefully everybody's ready for a brand new week ahead. And we're jumping into a new encounter with Jesus here, and it's Luke chapter 8. And this is, to me, a fascinating part of uh, Luke chapter 8. It's the end of Luke chapter 8. It's uh, you know, We're going to start with, with verse 40 and kind of just move on from there. So on the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter was about 12 years old and was dying. So here's a, we're going to kind of just break this down over time. Um, So there you get the, the first encounter. And the first encounter is this man named Jairus, right? And he he was, um, you know, someone who was coming to Jesus, right? A leader of the local synagogue, right? So you get that context. Now you're he's coming to him with an issue, right? His daughter is dying, and he wants Jesus to come. And Jesus is like, okay, cool, all right? And so Jesus is going to go with him. So as Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by crowds. Now, here's the secondary story, right? Or maybe a sandwiched story, right? Because you get an end of one, the beginning of one, and then you get a story in the middle, and then you get the continuation on the other end, almost like pieces of bread. And here's the meat, right? So, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. And, uh, and then some other translations also have, and having spent everything she had on doctors, and she could find no cure. So coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt, I felt healing power go out from me. So when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So we're going to stop right there for a moment, right? Because you get this woman now is the this the meat in the middle of the sandwich, and you get this woman who... You know, like, she's her maybe heard about Jesus. She's heard what Jesus can do. She's heard about some of the miraculous things that Jesus has already done. And now she's ready to kind of go back to that and say, I, I, I want to see for myself. She has so much faith in Jesus that she believes, like, she doesn't even have to talk to Jesus. Like, I'm going to go in there, and just being around Jesus is going to help me. But can you imagine... For 12 years, this struggle has been going on. So there's things that are happening in these stories. So you, you get the, the things that are, that are often the unclean. And death is unclean, which we're going to get to Jairus' daughter here in a bit. But you also have blood. Blood is unclean. And so you get two unclean things also coming from women who are also not, you know, always like, you know, like kind of the separation. It, it doesn't make sense to me, right, that, that women automatically are, are unclean. 
women go through a process of cleansing every month that also deals with blood. But having that blood means that they're automatically unclean. Like, isn't this kind of really an unfortunate part about what has happened to this? I mean, so if you're you're looking at men who might be shedding blood in battle, and we're looking at Old Testament, and in these Old Testament stories, they're shedding, you know, blood all the time in battle, and that is honorable, and it doesn't make them unclean. But what does make People and you know, like if a woman bleeds, which she's going to routinely do throughout her life, she's automatically considered unclean and cast out routinely, right? And even in the scriptures, it says that they put her, you know, like she has to isolate. Like, what I mean, this is the process that brings life, and yet somehow we've made it unclean. And so, going back to this, this woman has been struggling with a constant bleeding. And she's gone to people, probably even gone to some, you know, like healers, uh, some maybe even mystics and whatever it might be is, yeah, man, she's, she's struggled with this for 12 years, day in and day out. She's struggling. Can you imagine the lengths that she has gone to? And now she hears about Jesus and the things that Jesus can do. She's like, I'm going to Jesus. And what does Jesus do, right? So he's like, who touched me, right? Somebody touched me. I felt the healing power go out from me, which is also another fascinating thing. We probably, you know, don't have as much time to be able to get into, but this kind of like power going out from Jesus, like there's this power that that just kind of just permeates his body. I don't really understand this kind of, uh, this reference, you know, saying like power came out from me. Like, does Jesus charge himself on a daily basis? Does he get plugged in? No, Jesus is not a robot, right? But so how is this, I mean, so what does he do and how does he feel these things? And I have no idea, right? But he knows that someone touched him for the sake of being cleaned and being, you know, healed, right? And so this woman knows that she's, you know, kind of busted at this point, and so she just kneels before Jesus, which is the same stance that Jairus has before Jesus as well. So she comes and kneels before him in front of him, right? And Jesus says, daughter, right? So he doesn't just say woman, He doesn't just give her some like generic address, but he calls her daughter, which is kind of like more of an intimate um, understanding of like, you know, like father-daughter relationship. And so he's looking at her not as some distant person that he doesn't know, but he's saying, I know you. I've seen your struggle. I want to help you with your struggle. And that's why he says, your faith has made you well. Now go in peace, right? So this woman who has struggled for 12 years with being called unclean, being isolated. Why? Because blood makes her isolated. And yet now she's clean. Now she can have those connections once again. And this is big news. So then the story continues with the sandwich on the other side, right? And uh, he says, while he was speaking to her, a messenger arrived to the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told her, your daughter's dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. 
But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just have faith, and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping, she isn't dead, she's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at her, because they all knew that she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment of her life, her life returned and she immediately stood up. Jesus told her to give her to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anybody what had happened. So here's a couple of things. So once again, death is a thing that makes her unclean, right? These people outside somehow knew that this little girl had died. Jesus comes in and he once again doesn't just address her as like child, like a, like one that I do not know, but he says my child. Almost the same my daughter, right? Kind of reference, but he's saying my child get up, right? He's there's Jesus isn't afraid to be able to enter into some of the even things that are considered unclean, because what does he do? He grabs her by the hand. It's the same thing with this woman he engages that is is ritually unclean, right? It's the same thing with this little girl. She is ritually unclean, and Jesus still enters into the situation. Jesus still looks at them, hears them, and sees them and calls them into this new life. He gives them healing. He says, you are set free from this illness, this disease. So I wonder out there how many of you have been, you know, maybe even calling out and crying out, feeling that, that God or Jesus has not been near to you, and yet you're still wondering, you're still longing for. Jesus is near. Continue that conversation with God and being able to say, hey, you know, help me with this and help me heal and help me. I mean, God still is healing today. All right, continue to think about that today. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow with some, some new encounters. <laughs>